hello um and welcome back to the salted journey i am glyle matherin um and i'm here with you today thank you for joining Alrighty, so today is friday i've had a long week um and i didn't realize the mental struggle i guess i would say that i went through this week um coming up to today i just went through the mental battle i would say of like negative self-talk of me feeling like what am i doing here i shouldn't be doing this um no one cares just a whole bunch of negative talk um about this about coming on here and talking and sharing um yeah i literally had to like fight these thoughts every day and just say no like god confirmed me for me to be here i'm gonna be here and it's gonna be successful and then i i um stumbled upon a scripture and i'll share it with you if i could find it um and it just brought me so much relief, too. I think I took a screenshot of it. Um, I got this scripture because I'm doing daily devotionals. <clears throat> I don't know how, why my voice is cutting out, but... Um, I'm doing daily devotionals, let's see, and um, it's for a year, and I started, like, I think the end of January, I did a 21-day fast, so, like, right after that, um, and it's been so helpful, um, let's see, Hmm. I better find it. <laughs> I better find it because it was so good, and I know it's gonna free some people too. Um. Okay, I got it. So the devotional says, um, it's by Wick Warren's Daily Devotional on the Bible app. But the devotional says, um, move forward God's promise promises. What does God promise us if we say, I want you to use me? He promises you three things that can all, that can all, found, all, that can all be found in Joshua 1. God's promises strength. And this is the scripture, Joshua 1, 5. No one will be able to stand against you. In other words, what God asks you to do, he'll give you the power to do. God promises success. You will be successful. And this is found in Joshua 1, 6. God wants you to succeed in serving him. He doesn't want you to be a failure. And then God promises support. I will be with you wherever you go. And this is Joshua 1.9. God's word, 
done God's way will not lack God's support. God has many, many promises for you in the Bible, but you've got to discover them. Joshua 1.8 says, Always remember what is written in this book. Study it day and night to be sure to obey everything that's written there. If you do this, you will be wise and successful in everything. Um, and then it says, would you like to be wise in life? Would you like to be successful in life? God, God's promise of success is not based on your ability. It's based on your commitment to his word. So that was the devotional. And then Ephesians 3.20. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And then Joshua 1, 5 to 6. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Or, or abandon you. Be strong and courageous for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors. I will give them. And then Joshua 1, 8. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So yeah. Um, and I read that. Um, when was this? Earlier this week. Um, on Sunday and that kind of carried me through the week as I was constantly battling just because I read that doesn't mean like the thoughts automatically go away throughout the week during that time when I read it it was on Sunday and I felt confident I felt peace I felt I felt comforted and then Monday hit Tuesday hit Wednesday hit Thursday hit um leading up to today to record this podcast and during the week you know I had thoughts of like oh like thoughts of yes okay like i'm confident i'm excited and, and another thought of like oh i'm not qualified i shouldn't be here i shouldn't be doing this no one cares no one's gonna listen and then the scripture that i read reminded me of like if god sent me there it would be successful and <clears throat> successful when we think of success like we all make you think of okay wealth like influence but success could be in so many different ways like i don't know what the success this is gonna come out like what what the success is going to be what what's going to produce uh success like what type of success is going to come out of this podcast sorry um i don't know like this could just be god making me do this to um prove my obedience it could be me leading um me doing this <clears throat> i don't know what's going on with my voice <coughs> i swear i was fine all day <coughs> i was fine all day this morning so i don't even know what's going on but okay but yes i don't know what um what's gonna come out of it i don't know if a guy wants me to do this um as this will lead me to someone new friends a partner i don't know if this is gonna help someone else i don't know i don't know if he wants me to do it for a short period of time i don't know 
but I know that it would be successful because his word says so and God does not lie so I am here today um and I'm glad to be here um and this is just another step of obedience like I think when I think of obedience um when God wants you to do something sometimes it's just that one thing for one time and like let's say God wants you to just give five dollars to a stranger and you have to be obedient for that one time but God wants if God wants you to be obedient in a project in a specific space for a long period of time you kind of have to recommit every single time um so every single week I have to be obedient every single week I have to make that recommit um yeah so I am here um and I'm excited and this morning while I was in the shower um and I was praying and I was like talking to God I talked to God in the shower like yeah but I was like what am I gonna talk about today because like as I mentioned like I don't have any script like because I've done that before um I've been on YouTube before um and you know I felt like God was calling me there and I definitely did not do it right I didn't show up as myself I showed up as what I thought God wanted me to show up during that period um I showed up as like what I saw other people show up in the Christian YouTube space and it was exhausting like I didn't like it I couldn't sustain it God couldn't sustain me because it wasn't me it wasn't I wasn't representing myself the way God wanted me to. Um, And I would have scripts before each video. And it would be like kind of like a. What do do pastors say? Like the poem and the three points. I don't know. I'm not saying it right. But like I would have like three points to this. um, And I would feel so depleted and exhausted. Uh, And I think this could relate to like introverts so like where well, you have to be in a space of a social space and you feel so drained and exhausted because you had to put on this brave face like a mask that's literally how I felt um and I stopped doing it because it didn't feel authentic and it felt true to me and I felt like God can't bless that it can't be successful because that's most likely not what he wanted me to go out and um and do um but I think in this space I um I am purposely not um, coming up with a script because I don't want to try to uh, narrate how this video, how this podcast is going to go. I want the Holy Spirit to lead me there. Um, and I think that just comes with also me. You, I, I used to really be like a perfectionist and like very, I am very like detail oriented and very like, schedule um i'm a planner like yeah um all of that so in this space i'm literally letting go and just showing up and whatever comes out my mouth comes out my mouth <laughs> literally and it's more freeing like i don't feel like a burden to try and say the perfect thing or try to give the perfect example the perfect points perfect lesson whatever um just coming and just talking from um my perspective from where i am yeah so yeah so i wanted to share with you that i got a bible well a physical 
Bible. I've been a virtual, not a virtual, digital Bible reader um, since I started reading the Bible. And I started reading the Bible, believe it or not, in 2020. Um, and I've been a quotation mark believer since I was born. Just a little backstory. Um, I was baptized in the Catholic Church. I grew up Catholic. Um, for years, my family are still Catholics. Uh, they identify as that. Uh, so I did my baptism in the Catholic Church, my first communion, my confirmation. I even was like, um, was it a Sunday school teacher aide in the Catholic Church? Like, so I've done that all the way up through college. Um, and how God found me, and I guess I'll share my testimony here. Um, as I mentioned, I was grew up in the Catholic Church, and my mom will force all of us to go to church. Uh, that was her duty as a parent, um, is to raise up in a way that she felt right. So she would drag us every Sunday, um, to church and things like that, and then all through high school, and then I hit college, and I was like, you know what, I want something deeper. Like I want my relationship with God to um be separate from my mom's you know like I felt like throughout the years my mom would like kind of instill her faith in me and bring us to church and things like that and that was good for a while if you're a child but at some point you kind of have to seek your own um relationship so I was in that space during college um and there's this catholic church by my house and I would like I was like okay I'm gonna go to church by myself without my my mom without my mom um, so I could build my own relationship. So I would go to church and I did this for two years conse- consecutively every Sunday. I would wake up, walk to church, sit in the back by myself and like try to learn blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if you've ever been in a Catholic church, but the Catholic church is very, um, very strict and very, um, like scheduled, I would say like. They have an order of things, and it goes the same way. Just like a regular church, but but like when I say regular churches, like uh, other Christian churches too. But Christian, some Christian churches let the Holy Spirit guide. Like they'll go longer on worship, if anything. Like the pastor would say the um, talk more, if anything. Like you know, but um, Catholic churches are very scheduled, and they stay on that. And, you know, the priest would go up there and talk for, like, 10 minutes um, and say, like, you know, his piece. And that would be all. It would be, like, literally an hour. And it would never be an hour and five minutes, hour and ten, an hour <laughs> every Sunday. That was, like, one of the good things. Like, you in and you out. Um, <laughs> but I, I still felt, like, empty because I wasn't really learning. Um, and then... I um started reading the Bible. No. Back forward. 2020 hit. Um and I was living in Philly for 6 months. Um I had this opportunity to work with a group of entrepreneurs during that season I really wanted to like get into entrepreneurship. Um and a big lesson came out of that too and I'll tell you that on another on another day, but um yeah, so during that time, of course, no one could go to church. Um, I started, like, trying to, like, find Catholic churches online. My mom told me, like, you could watch it online. You could watch Mass online. And every time I would 
put that thing on, I would fall asleep. Like, it was no joke. Like, I could not stay up and watch that. And I would just kept falling asleep. And then on YouTube, I stumbled upon um, the church, Saints Church in um, Queens, New York. I went there once or twice uh, with my ex's family. Um, they brought me there once or twice, and I really liked it. And I was really, I've always been open to attending other churches because in my head, I was like, you serve Jesus, right? Jesus is your Lord and Savior. That's all I really care about. Um, and that was like my mentality. So I was really open to like going to different churches. So, um, I remember that I liked the church, the pastor, like, um, really taught like the word. So I started watching it online and I was like, okay, I'm really learning. And I started like really diving into, um, the Bible and the word. And then, um, I stumbled upon transformation church too. And that literally, like, opened up a whole world. I was really learning. Um, I started watching, like, Pastor Mike's old, old sermons. Um, And I started really, really learning, understanding what the Holy Spirit truly is, understanding, like, what baptism really is, understanding, like, so many different things. And I was, like, really, I was was having, like, I had so many notes. Like, every day I was watching it. Um, And I had so many, so many notes. And then I moved back to New York City um, during the summer of 2020. And um, I got out of that relationship with my ex. And then I started talking to someone else. And that person um, uh, was like a church kid, I would say. Um, His grandmother was a pastor, so he grew up in a church. And he, he read the Bible every day. And then we started reading the Bible together. And he started showing me how to read it. We started talking about it. started to have deep talks about the word. Take pause. Like, we would read, like, one scripture. And then, like, go line by line and talk about it. Talk about what, what this brings up and things like that. And it was amazing. And that's when I really started falling in love with the word. And I started, like, reading more and more and more and more. Um, and then God started finding me right there. And I started truly um, building a relationship with God. And I started really reading books, spiritual books. Um, One of the books that really changed a lot of things for me. um, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm pulling it up because I, my memory, yeah. (laughs) I barely remember things. But um, I'm going to tell you right now if I could find it. I think it was George Mueller. Is his name? Let me Google it. Because I don't... George Mueller. Um, yes, it was George Mueller. And the book was... Oof. Let's see. Books. What was it? Hmm. I don't know. It doesn't say. I'm trying to find. Um, If I go to my notes section and I go to books, maybe it will be there. Yeah, George Mueller. And I didn't even write the title. Great. Um, But... uh, Dang it, I hate that I can't find it. Where did I put it? Oh my gosh. Oh. Oop. 
I found it. It was George Mueller. Um, the Life of Trust. Being a narrative of the Lord's dealings with George Mueller. And basically, George Mueller is a very... He passed away a long time ago. I forgot the years, but... Um, basically, a quick story with George Mueller. He basically grew up um, as a quote-unquote bad kid, delinquent. And then his dad shipped him to, like, minister, minister school. Uh, monastery. I... <laughs> You know, you get what I'm trying to say. Um, because that during that time, that was like a good living. That was like a job. And um, his dad wanted him to like be better, like have a better future. So during that time being in school, he like um, um, found a group of kids that were doing Bible study. And then God found him there. He changed his life. And what he started doing, what was so powerful, um, he would have like a prayer book. And what he would do is um, basically trust God with every single need that he needs down to like clothes, food, like last meal, anything. Um, So during that time, uh, he didn't really make much of a living. So he would get money through tithes and like the church would share and stuff like that. um, The tithes amongst each other. So he would have a prayer book and he would date. Um, write the prayer the day that he asked God for the prayer um, and then when God answered it so he did that as like a faith walk um, trusting God so he would have examples uh, one thing that really stood out to me like he would him he ended up getting married and him and his wife struggled financially and his wife would be like oh we only have like one little piece of bread from for dinner and he George Miller would go and pray like God please bring us food and then literally like within the next hour someone a stranger would knock on his door and say like you know i felt the need to bring you this meal there's like it would be like a whole feast for them to have um and i just thought that was amazing so when i read that book i was like you know what if george miller could do it in the 1800s i could do it in the 2020s (laughs) um so i just thought like i wrote in my notes i wrote got a prayer and it would be like down to the silliest things i still remember and it was like the first miracle god showed me but i still remember it um i ordered uber eats right and um i think i ordered wendy's um and i was so 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 hungry and i was like you know god like you answer every little prayer every 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 prayer even down to like the littlest things so the you know uber eats the app it tells you what time like the estimated time of arrival um and it was like 40 minutes from now and i was like god can you please make it come in 10 minutes and i said like a specific time and i think i still have it in my notes if i could bring it up um and in my notes it says like prayer requests (laughs) um and it was so long ago um Do I have it? Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is so funny. 
Oh my gosh. So it says March 23rd, 2021 at 10.59 p.m. So I ordered pretty late. Um, and it says, I pray that God will allow my food from Uber Eats to arrive by 11.15. I pray in his holy name. So I wrote that. And it literally came at 11.15. So like on the app, it said like it will come at like 11.40. And I was starving. And... It came and I had and I have screenshots of it too, um, because I was just so in awe that God would just answer that prayer, and it was so minuscule and so like, in my mind like unimportant, but I was like, you know what, like, God, I'm gonna ask you for the littlest things, and He came through, and I did that like over and over, um, oh yes, oh my gosh, I have the screenshot. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, yep, I have the screenshot of it. Um, yeah, and I thought that was so cool. Um, but yeah, so George Mueller's book really like opened up, opened up a lot of things for me, and I think that's something I want to start backing it because I kind of stopped. Um, yeah, and I think this just brought up a point like there's so much beauty and just awe and just ugh, so much like tenderness when it comes to like a new believer when they're like so in awe with god and they're learning and they're like figuring out a lot of things and god is opening up their opening up their eyes and they're like their connection with god is growing there's so much beauty and tenderness and like ugh goodness in that um and i think that's where i was in that season even though i knew god and i prayed every day ever since i was little um and i remained pure because i felt like that's what god wanted me to do and um yeah but i didn't really like know god because i didn't know his word i didn't really read the bible i would just go based on what the church taught me and what my mom says um and I'm still very, very grateful for my Catholic foundation because that foundation really kept me. Um, uh, even though the doctrines are not, you know, are very different, they really, really kept me. And, and I think that's just the whole thing with like the church where there's so much division um, that like when you tell someone that you're Catholic, then it's like you get different responses um, or when you tell someone that you're a Christian, then you get asked which domination because based on what you say, you get a certain response. And it's just like, listen, all of that is really like, it's really irrelevant. Like, I am a believer of Christ. Christ is my Lord. Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Like, that is all you need to know. And that's all that I will ever claim. Like, between like Catholic, Christian, Baptist, listen all of that is irrelevant um because i've met some holy filled catholics my mom is a is a praying woman and her prayers kept me alive um kept us alive and i've met some pretty terrible judgmental christians like it really and catholics too so it really doesn't matter um it's all about your heart and your true relationship with god and what do you confess to be like your follower of christ that's it in my opinion of course 
But yeah, so having a digital Bible is what just, okay, so I got a digital Bible, right? I got a physical Bible and it came yesterday. I ordered it on Amazon and it's so cute Ugh. and it's so lightweight and the texts are large and um, yeah, and I also got like this um, Bible study. It's like 52 weeks to go along with it. Um, yeah, and I made that transition because, I don't know, like, I'm tired of being on my phone, basically. I use my phone for literally everything. Um, but the main reason why I didn't want to get a Bible for, like, the many years that I started reading, which is not that long, 2020 to 2023, is because I don't like clutter. That is, <laughs> that is the main reason. Like, all the books that I read are either either on kindle or audible or whatever um they're all digital because i don't want a pile of books in my room like i am I, yeah like that is the main reason like until i get my future home with my future family then we'll have a library then i can fill that thing up with books but now like in my room and my little, my little four walls having a pile of books and i read a lot of books i'm like Ugh um <laughs> so that is the main reason why i held off on having a physical bible but you know what i was like you know what it's time to step into that and i found this bible it's really lightweight and i'm glad that it doesn't take up too much space and yeah and i'm just i'm kind of tired of being on my phone so um and it's so cute so if you want to get yours it's on amazon um yeah but yeah definitely um hate clutter like i try to be as minimal as i can um and down to like even clothes like and this was always it wasn't always that way um but even down to clothes like if i want to buy something right and i really really want it and i don't have space in my closet or in my drawers or my bins i'm like okay so what are you really willing to give up in order to fill that space so like if i buy a new bag i'm most likely gonna give it back away and i've done that system and it works for me because it allows me to like really see like do i really want it am i able am i willing to sacrifice something old to get this new thing um so that's what i do and that's what keeps my space less crowded like my closet um I'm like, okay, what are you willing to give away? What don't you wear anymore? And I guarantee you, if you go in your closet or your drawers, you're going to find a bunch of things that you don't wear anymore. So give them away because there are many people who are in need. So every year, twice a year, I give a pile of stuff away. Um, yeah, and it allows me to make room for new things and i think like that's kind of like a word too at the same time like when we're trying to hold on to other things even down to like trauma or bad habits or like different things even friends that are not for you you can't make room for the better for the new um yeah i think that's really a word like if we really dive into that like and at times when like when god is trying to take us to a new season we're most likely have to let go of something. It doesn't have to be a physical thing, but it has to be something. Um, letting go of, like, for example, 
for this me going to this podcast journey i have to let go of fear right i have to let go of insecurity to be on here and be vulnerable with you all like there's something that you have to give away when you're accepting something new um when i step into this new era of like entrepreneurship being in a nonprofit space i had to let go of my nine to five cushion like god had to literally like take me out of that nine to five where i was making good money um so that i was i am able to focus on what he really wants me to focus because believe it or not i didn't really have much time to really dedicate into the nonprofit space um while i was working my nine to five so god i had to let go of that to let go of my provision Ooh, just thinking about it like just really had to let go of my main source of income a good source of income to be right now where i'm not really making any income um and trusting in god like i literally had to let go of that job that provision the trust that i had in that job and that provision and going into the unknown where i should really just rely on god and walking into this new space wow like yeah so think about like the things that god is letting you walk into and uh, that god wants you to walk into but you haven't gotten there yet maybe you haven't let go of something maybe god wants you to let go of something that you're still holding on to that's stopping you from walking into that new season walking to that new thing walking to that new relationship um yeah that's pretty good and even so like when we pray about different things um for example you're praying about a new house a new car a new job like what are you what is what are you compromising what are you letting go um for that new space or what do you have to show up as um yeah that's a good that's a good word and i think like once you practice something in one specific area of your life it's going to show up in different areas too like um and this came with practice too um me being able to let go of things and move into a season that came into practice um yeah and i'm still working on it too and i think it also ties into like a poverty mindset too because that's what i struggle with a lot and my family too i see that like my mom was a really big hoarder she still kind of is but it's not as bad um and me walking into that space of like okay i'm gonna declutter my mind declutter my space i'm making sure that i have i don't have too much especially things that i don't use um and if i want new things me being able to separate from the old um and i think that um that also has to um for me translate into finances as well god had to show me how to be generous because i didn't really know what that was like especially with tithing in the catholic church you don't really yes you tithe but the catholic church is so big and um they run on itself really like it's a big organization that get tons and tons and tons of money that like and it circulates and um yeah so when i was younger my mom would just give us each a dollar and every sunday we would put it in there 
and that would be a time like and even when i was going to church by myself for two years in my college year i would give like two dollars or a dollar um and that was what that was until god showed me what tithing was and being generous and me actually reading the bible and hearing what god says about it for himself giving your first the tithe tithe just means the tenth of something the tenth of your check the tenth of your finances tenth of your wealth the tenth of whatever um yeah so me practicing that too was a way of me letting go as well um so i could make room for the new and um i've definitely been blessed i've never even in this space when i'm not making income i don't lack anything like i still go to the gym my gym membership is still being paid for i still eat every day i still travel um still have clothes like i'm okay and i find myself although and that's an important thing that i'm going to say to to tie to tie into it is when you're healing and you're enjoying of like on learning things and learning the right way to do things you still get triggered you still have um instances where you still you you find yourself going backwards going back to your old habits and that's something that i've seen a lot when it comes to like money for me um i said i feel like for so long i would hoard money especially and hoard food and that's where my hoarding came from too even when i was younger i would hoard clothes too because as i mentioned um my family faced like a season of poverty where we moved from Haiti to the United States and you know we didn't have much uh we didn't have I would say we didn't have too much family around us um my parents left everything that they knew their profession their their treasures everything to come here to America to you know keep us safe because it wasn't safe in Haiti um and us living in a basement all five of us uh, all five of us in a one bedroom um basement for i think it was six years um yeah i literally learned this too like when i started my healing journey i would do the specific thing where anytime i would eat food i would not eat all of it like let's say my mom would buy us chinese food right we each got our plate i used to get like the um I used to get the general saw chicken um, with like rice or like the chicken wings and french fries. I would not eat everything even though I could eat everything and I was still hungry and I still had space. I would not eat until I was full because I would save some for the next day because in my head I was like I don't know when we're going to have this again. Because there was many nights that I went, we, I went um, to bed hungry. There are many nights like we had the same leftovers for like days and days and dad carried on through like my adulthood like till now i still catch myself doing that even when i had plenty you know like you know my family and i moved into a house now that we have and we're better off and we eat every day and it's like we don't have the same struggles i still find myself doing those little things and i didn't realize until like i actively started healing and I actively started looking at why I do certain things. Like, why do I react to certain things? And I started questioning, like, little things. Like, why do I save food when I'm still hungry? Like, why don't I eat all of the things on my plate? Like, 
I still have room to eat, but I would save it. And then what I what ended up happening, like the food started spoiling, because, like I would go out to eat with a friend, and I would take a to go box and I would put it in the fridge. And then the next day, I would go out to eat with another friend. I would take a to go box and then put it in the fridge. And the next thing you know, I would have like three plates of food that I would not eat because I didn't eat it when I should have. I didn't. I didn't enjoy it when I should have. Um, and the food ended up spoiling anyway. Um, and me just thinking about it, I just one, it's very wasteful. And just how bond I was, too. Um, and I, how, like, it really, really transferred into my fantasies as well. Like, when it came to tithing, um, not that I struggle with it because once I did to when I once I started to learn the truth and I started to dive into God's word and started to build a relationship with Him, I was literally all in. So if He told me to tie ten percent, I was tying ten percent. Like it was no question asked. But um, when it came to like me learning how to be generous, I realized how excuse me how ungenerous I was, um, and how much like that really like took a toll like a struggle for me to be generous um and I realized like the little things that I did that was like me hoarding food or hiding snacks um and I was just like why was I doing that and that just all came from my trauma you know experiencing poverty um even down to now that I remember it shoes like I couldn't afford like my parents couldn't afford to buy us new shoes all the time so like the cute shoes that I did like, I was still worried, even though I outgrew it. Like, that's how bad it was. Like, and, um, and it's sad to think about it now. Um, but that's where I was as a child. Like, I would wear shoes that were too big. I was like, what, nine years old? And because I was like, these are cute. Like, my mom is not going to buy me another pair of these. So I would just hoard things. Like, and, um, yeah and I did that a lot with like little things with clothes that were too small for me that were nice um and I just wasn't ready to part ways with them and just thinking about it now it just makes me really emotional and just how much trauma like that experiencing that has like created so many bad habits that I didn't realize that I was creating um yeah and my parents definitely did try like they did would get us they definitely would get us things but it wasn't to the magnitude that it was when we were in haiti where like we would do like shopping like we would always have we'll never be without so having that big transition from having to not having at such a young pivotal age of where like my i'm still developing i'm still learning i'm very young was very very traumatic and pivotal to like why i gained so many bad habits that when um i started learning about god so learning about generosity it didn't come so easily um yeah and to now being able to own a nonprofit and being able to just give without any restraints and being able to give clothes away being able to give shoes away purses money it's like it's amazing to even think about because it's like that took a lot um because of where I, I came from and the bad habits that I did have but being able to be free in that space is like really amazing because it just shows like how God is now able to use me because he 
if God, if I, God gave me the vision for the nonprofit when I still had that scarcity mindset, that poverty mindset, that hoarding mindset, I wouldn't be as successful. I wouldn't be, I, my heart wouldn't be in the right place. I wouldn't be able to handle it. That calling couldn't be on me at that moment. So God had to literally prove me and like kind of take the bad habits away and teach me again and show me again that like, and I had to really learn that giving away doesn't mean that you're lacking. It just makes room for better things. It was room, makes room for God to bless you. So if you're having issues with um, giving, being generous, or poverty mindset, really seek God in that. Ask him to come into that because it's, it's something that ties, like I really believe it ties into a traumatic experience that you've had. Um from when you were younger recently so really look into why you have you you have um a hard time or you hesitate before you give and I still find myself to this day sometimes hesitating and then I have to come back to being like wait like why am I hesitating like even now like not having a job uh, not having an income I found myself hesitating on buying food where I was just like <gasps> like I don't have a I don't have a strong I don't have a um a solid income yet like I shouldn't um I remember I was literally telling myself and I told my small group this too like how like disturbing what I said to myself was like I was out and about and um I told myself sub subconsciously I literally told myself like oh let me treat myself to some food and I had to really pause and be like wait did I just say treat myself to some food like I am hungry why am I treating myself to some food like like a treat is like a a a plus like you know when you say I'm gonna treat myself to some dessert that's because you already ate you're already full I'm just gonna give myself something extra like this is a necessity food is a necessity and I had to really ask myself like why did I just say that to myself and that came from me not having a job not having income and I felt like okay I could only afford one meal a day even though I was hungry three other times of the day like and um it's just really sad when you think about it because it's just one the lack of trust that I have in God and that's in this season that like God will take care of me I would not go without I would not go hungry like if the birds outside get fed every day and no one is actively putting out food for them everywhere then God will surely feed me his daughter um and I had to really say that to myself like you're gonna be fine you could eat more than once a day God is gonna take care of you um yeah so I still find myself in these this season you know going back to my old habits of like holding on to things and me having to be like let go let God he has you you're okay um yeah and I think that's just the thing with healing it's an ongoing journey because your old habits will resurface in certain seasons certain seasons will require you to will require you to relearn what you've already learned to recommit to the things that you've already committed to um to stand firm on the new lessons the new blessings that you have new things that you've learned um it's ongoing because 
when I was working my nine to five, I didn't have these thoughts because I had income. So it was easy to be, to eat, to go out, to travel, to buy things for friends and family and take my family out to the movies. I was doing all of that because I had income and I knew it was coming every week. And yeah, I didn't have thoughts of that. But once God took that away, instant, when I say instant, instant fear came upon me. And I was like, whoa, how am I going to eat? How am I going to survive? I can't do anything. Like, I started, I literally paralyzed. Like, I, I was literally paralyzed and with fear and saying, like, how am I going to do anything? Um, and me being in this season, what, I'm like three months, two months in, three months in, and I eat every day. I am okay. My bills are paid. Um, I don't lack anything. I was able to travel three times already. Um, out of the country and me being okay me knowing like I'm gonna be okay God is gonna take care of me um, because it goes back to that scripture that we just read in Joshua like um, I think it was Joshua 1 5 This is my command, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just a constant reminder um, of like, you're going to be okay. And I'm not going to say that, like, I'm good because next week I could still have these thoughts. And it's it's recurring. It's a recurring uh, feeling of, like, ugh. Like, oh, man, am I going to be okay? Um, but that's why you constantly have to be in your word. You constantly have to know his word. You constantly have to be in communion with him. You constantly have to talk with him to remind yourself that you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. God is with you. He's not going to leave you hungry. He's not going to leave you where you are. You're okay. Um, yeah. And that's where I am in this season. Um, but I finally got my physical Bible and I started reading it today. I dove into um, Genesis. Um, and... Yeah, it's so crazy because I've already read the whole Bible. I did it, uh, of course, on a digital app. And then reading it again. This is why, like, you constantly have to read the Bible over and over and over and over again from front to back. Because every single time, like, you're going to get a new revelation. You're going to get a new thing. Something else that you missed. Um, and I think that's what happened to you. Something, something stood out to me. Uh, if I could just remember. Yes. So I think, of course, Genesis is like the Garden of Eden. Um, let's see. It was when they... Um, okay, yeah. I found it. Um, Genesis 3 verses 
six, seven. Okay, let's just do six. The woman was convinced she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some of her husband, some to her husband who was with her. And he ate it too. Verse 7. At that moment, their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sued fig leaves together to cover themselves and then verse 8 when the cool evening breeze were blowing the man and his wife heard the lord walking about in the garden so they hid from the lord god among the trees verse 9 then the lord called then the lord god called to the man where are you verse 10 he replied i heard you walking in the garden so i hid i was i was afraid because i was naked now just stop there. And um what stood out to me was just um and I highlighted they felt shame. They sent their eyes were open and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they covered themselves. And they hid when they heard God because they were afraid. They were afraid because they were naked. So they hid. And you know, I got this visual of um of like let's say you're walking down the street and I don't know like okay woman let's say you're walking down the street you know you have a top on and suddenly out of nowhere I don't know how but your top came off and your breasts were exposed what is your instinct you're you automatically want to hide you want to cover yourself you're ashamed you're embarrassed you're like freaking out what well, i would have like if i was walking down the street and my top i don't know how came off and everything was exposed i would be screaming i would be hiding i would be running i would be embarrassed i would never come out the house like i would just be scared um and I, you know what came to my mind was like, we do this too um, when it comes to certain things um, in our life that we're dealing with in regards to trauma. Like, we feel shame and we're afraid. And the one thing that, first thing that we want to do is hide. Like, when I think about coming on here and going into this journey, doing this podcast, first thing I felt was fear. And what I wanted to do was not show up. I wanted to hide. Um, and this comes in. Uh, I thought my dog was coming in the door. This comes in in different ways too. Um, when we're. Our um, coping mechanism to when we're feeling uncomfortable. When God is leading us to something new, um, when we sinned, um, when we're afraid, when we're ashamed, we want to hide. Um, and when I say when God is leading us to something new, when God is leading us to something new and we're unsure and we're afraid, we're afraid and 
we feel unqualified we want to hide um and i just want to ask you this question is why are you hiding what is the reason that you're hiding um in whatever area in your life why are you hiding um when it comes to your relationship even in a relationship when i think about my past relationships like not being able to um some people not being able to be vulnerable why are you hiding um that part of you what is that um and i think especially when we're talking about vulnerability vulnerability is such a strong thing to give because um it's something that we fear to give um when we're in spaces where we have to be vulnerable you're automatically scared to do so because you're literally you're literally stripping yourself off like you're literally naked in front of whoever you're talking to and you're showing yourself your true self and you're being vulnerable about whatever you're being vulnerable about um and that is tied with fear um so when we talk about vulnerability me coming on here and just being vulnerable about wherever i am whatever season you know um it's it fear comes about because it's like whoa like i don't want to be judged i don't want to be judged um excuse me i don't want to be judged i don't want to be um shamed um when we go into spaces that one we haven't really talked when i when i'm going to go into spaces to speak about myself where i haven't really told anyone or i haven't really healed that spot yet or um i haven't really figured it out it's it's a uncertainty of how others would react that is scary also being judged is also something that is scary and also being perceived in a certain way um so but also on the other side when you're vulnerable and you're honest and you speak in truth there is so much freedom into that that comes with that um of you just showing your cards and be like this is me this is what i've done this is who i am this is my past this is what god has done for me this is what god walked me through this is these are my sins these are my scars these are everything um when it's all said and done then it's done you know it's freeing it's like yeah i've done this and god forgave me and it's been redeemed and i'm no longer in that season and i'm healing and i no no longer think that way and that's my past and i don't live there anymore you know there's so much that comes out of that on the opposite side that's so great that's so good that's so freeing then once you get 
get past through that hiding phase that fearful phase that shameful like that that space where you're shamed where you feel scared there's so much freedom on the opposite side of that so yeah i'll just leave you with that it's just why are you hiding why what is why are you hiding what is it that you're ashamed of if you're afraid of um i would definitely seek and look into that um so that's what came about when i read the scripture of like their eyes were open they suddenly felt shame but they felt shame at their nakedness they were exposed you know what i mean they were exposed there's a difference between being exposed and being vulnerable and open and honest being exposed is you were caught being vulnerable is i came forth and told you and laid it all out for you without you even asking me so yeah so that also like points out that their their nakedness they were exposed they were living in that lie they were living in that sin and um they felt shame and because they felt shame they went and they went into hiding um yeah so when i read that yesterday i really was like taking it slow and i was really you know as you should read the bible going word by word um and i heard you were walking in the garden so i hid i was afraid because i was naked i was afraid because i was exposed their eyes were open they were shamed um they felt shame so they hid uh So, yeah, so when it comes to, like, for me, when I feel, feel like hiding when it comes to stepping out into certain seasons, not even, like, sometimes I just feel insecure walking into certain um, environments, walking in, let's say, walking into the gym sometimes, I feel a high level of insecurity, um, I don't know why <laughs> I, I, I haven't figured out why um you know I deal with insecurities in regards to my image or how I see myself or how I view myself um that I want to hide like certain times where I just don't want to go outside because I don't feel like my hair looks right I don't feel I look nice I don't whatever it is um and it makes me hide so diving into that and saying what is making me hide in certain different areas of my life whether that's at work you don't want to speak up because you're afraid that you're going to sound dumb or um you're going to mess up dig into that and see why like what is causing me to hide in this space that god called me to um in your relationship you feel like you want to hide because you don't want to tell your partner about your past you feel ashamed about it look into that and see why what is making you not want to share with your partner um yeah so that's definitely something i will leave um you all with and i leave myself with to dive into deeper it's like why am i hiding where am i hiding um and what is causing me to hide um, and when am I hiding too? Um, so 
being open and looking at your triggers and seeing like like in certain areas why am i hesitating on this area like why do i feel like automatic shame what do i feel like hiding and looking into the root of that um and seeing where exactly do you feel naked yeah um so that is all for today um that is all where i'll leave you i'll leave you at um yeah so this is week two (laughs) i showed up yay (laughs) um and yeah so this was a really good conversation a really good talk uh i definitely have something to, to talk to god about i'm sure you do too um so yeah thank you for joining and i'll see you next week um bye you all and be safe